This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Andrew Giuliani wants to be the next governor of New York. Andrew Giuliani. I shouldn't fumble your last name because that's key here, Andrew. It's not that, Andrew. On the Red Apple Podcast Network, here's Andrew Giuliani. We're going to lead with a story, believe it or not, that I was tipped off to by, you'll never guess it, John Katsimatidis. That's right. The owner and operator of this station, who also has an incredible program at 5 o'clock every single weekday, who leads off the Sunday program. I guess the Rev and the Rabbi lead off the Sunday program. But who comes in for an hour and a half, two hours at 8, 8.30 through 10. He also seems to be, no offense, Gnome Laden, our news director as well. He tips me off. I'm driving back in from a rally in Farmingdale earlier this morning with the Patriot Groups. And... While I was speaking at this rally, the news comes out that the Biden Department of Justice, that's right, Biden's Department of Justice requests the court, the Southern District of New York, to order Devin Archer surrender for imprisonment before Archer testifies on Biden. Let me say that one more time, just because this is... So unbelievable to think about in a free country that this is going on in the United States of America. Biden's Department of Justice requests before Devin Archer testifies in front of Congress, your elected representatives, mind you, they're your elected representatives. The House, that's the closest thing we the people get to representation in our nation's capital. So the Department of Justice requests that Devin Archer be imprisoned before he testify on everything that he's going to talk about regarding Biden and Hunter and their connections. Now, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but they're, they're just not even hiding it anymore, right? They they just want to shut him up. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make sure that Archer cannot say anything. They're not giving him the opportunity to even do that. And by the way, on top of that, because... They're probably a little bit too late to get him to shut up. But what they're doing is they're sending him a signal. This is a brushback pitch that if he goes through with this, if Devin Archer goes through and testifies against the Biden family, about the Biden family, not against the Biden family, about the Biden family in Congress, then Biden will come after him with the full weight of the United States Department of Justice. Actually, let me correct that, not just with the full weight of the United States Department of Justice, but with the full weight of the United States government. That's what this is. And by the way, it's on a Saturday, too, two days before he's scheduled to testify. They came out with it Saturday night, Sunday morning. You're talking about 36, 24 hours before he's supposed to testify. Not a weekday, but on a Saturday. I mean, when is the. Biden administration do anything on the weekends. You got a secretary of transportation who I think might still be on paternity leave in Buttigieg during a crisis, mind you. 
By the way, when I worked in the White House, one of the people I worked with, he actually had a daughter on a Sunday night. He took Monday off and he was back in by Tuesday afternoon. That's how dedicated the Trump administration was to serving the American people. The guy didn't even take 48 hours off. I figured at the very least should take a take a week. But he believed in service. We in the Trump administration believed in service. What does this Biden administration believe in? They believe in serving themselves. And it's more apparent every single day. I cannot believe this. Now, I also need to give a shout out to Judge Richard Weinberg. So this seems like actually the the Katz and Cosby is really like taking over the Andrew Giuliani show because I got John Katz here sending these great updates. And I've got Judge Weinberg, who's also adding to them as well. So I feel like we're doing a roundtable all on my own over here. But I got to give them at least at least a couple hours off because they just nonstop work. But Judge Weinberg pointed out that the judge in this is Ronnie Abrams. Now, Ronnie Abrams, I looked up, is the daughter of the renowned First Amendment lawyer Floyd Abrams. Now, Ronnie Abrams is an Obama appointee. So. I can't say I have much faith that they're going to get fairness, but think about the irony of that. So the judge that's going to be hearing this, Ronnie Abrams, is the daughter of the renowned First Amendment lawyer, Floyd Abrams. And what is the Biden Department of Justice trying to do to Devin Archer through this action? They are trying to shut him up. You could argue that they are trying to, I would say, impeach his First Amendment rights, right? So the irony is truly unbelievable. And it just, it's another reminder that the Department of Justice needs to be completely overhauled. And I hear this time and time again that, you know, we can fix it. And, you know, you might be right. I think we can fix it. I don't think it's, it's completely broken, but I really don't think that this should exist. The Department of Justice should exist anymore in Washington, D.C. I don't think it should be in our nation's capital. I think I really think Washington, D.C. is too corrupt as a place, as a location. I think there is really something to be said about moving it somewhere in the heartland of America, really making that sacrifice for these Americans that want to go in there, that want to do this. They're not they're not going in to serve so that way they could be popular in the cocktail circuit. They're not going in to serve so then that way they can set them out themselves up for the next big job. As you see, right, that's what Christopher Ray is doing. Christopher Ray is basically doing this for the limelight. He craves it. You could tell. No, this should be service. This should be making sure that when you leave the Department of Justice, you're not being influenced by the political hacks that are all around Washington, D.C. You're not being influenced by those lobbyists that are trying to push on you. That You're not being influenced by the next invitation to the cocktail circuit or the Kennedy Center and making sure that you get the president's box or the attorney general's box in the Kennedy Center. All these wonderful perks that you get when you're in there. But this is just incredible. It boggles my mind, and I want to hear what you have to say about that. And this is only a couple of days after Hunter's plea deal completely fell apart. Completely. Now, This has been covered already, so I'm not going to go through the ins and outs of this because you already know it. If anything, we'll take some calls on what you think about this. But 
The thing to me, which, again, is another reminder of how corrupt our media is, is they are begging Republicans to move on from this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Before this plea deal fell apart, they were begging that Republicans say, you know what? He took a plea deal. It's over. This is yesterday's news. You're using this for politics. No, ladies and gentlemen, no, you corrupt leftist media. We're not using this for politics. We're using this because it offends any unbiased American who looks and says that this family sold out our country. They sold out our country for personal gain to foreign enemies. Think about that. That's treasonous. That's exactly what this is. And the media just says, you know what? We're going to continue to lead block for them. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to actually ask for any truth in all this. We're not going to do our jobs. We're not going to do what should actually have been taught in journalism school and ask the tough questions and try to figure out why on earth the Department of Justice continues to not be transparent with the American people. This is so mind-boggling to me. It's amazing how we got here. When you really look back at all this, and, and I try to look back and think, okay, when did the DOJ really start to become political, right? When, at what point did the Department of Justice, and I could tell you, like, looking back into Bush, uh, I knew Judge Michael Mukasey, who became the Attorney General, I think with about two years left to go in Bush's term, right? It was about 06 or 07. And I remember he talked about waterboarding in his congressional hearing. And basically, they told them, you know, if you say this, then you're going to get through 100 to nothing. He said what he felt, and he just barely ended up getting Senate confirmed. Um, I think this all started under Eric Holder, under Obama's attorney general. I think he saw an opportunity to take the brand that is the Department of Justice, right? You think about that, the FBI, they have they have a strong brand. They had a very very strong brand, one that Americans were intimidated of, one that people did not want to cross. And he realized that he could get Obama reelected again. That continued on with Loretta Lynch. Of course, we famously know about the meeting between Loretta Lynch and Bill Clinton on the tarmac just a few weeks in Arizona, a few weeks before Election Day with Hillary Clinton. When she was going through the her document scandal, right? The 28,000 emails that were whitewashed. Man, she was never held to account for that. So you have that, and then you have Sessions and Barr, which certainly have their own issues themselves. But I can't say that they were overly political, right? I don't like what Barr is doing right now at all, but I don't think he made the Justice Department political. I do think, though... What they failed to do 
was look at the corruption within the Justice Department. What they failed to do was look at the corruption within the FBI and say, we are going to clean this out. They failed to see the problems that their predecessors created. And that's a failure in its own right. And now you've got Garland, who is who's the worst of all of them, right? This is a guy who has a chip on his shoulder because he's not on the Supreme Court. And as I said before, he is not even hiding it anymore. He is coming after Republicans. He is coming after conservatives. He is coming after anybody that will go and try to find the truth about the Biden family. Why? Not for political gain. This is not about politics. This is about making sure that people cannot sell out the United States of America to our enemies. Enemies foreign and domestic. That's what it means to be an American. That's what it means to be a leader. I don't care if they're a Republican or a Democrat. If they're corrupt and they're selling out to our enemies, then you know what? They should be held to the full account and the full extent of the law, and the American people should absolutely know it. Instead, you're going to try to defend them using the DOJ, using the FBI. And now we even find out, and I'll cover this a little bit later in the show, we found out that they even targeted, the Biden administration even targeted jokes on social media platforms, and they censored them. This is the beginning of the administration when the pandemic was still an issue that we were talking about every single day. Remember when all those Americans lost their job, which they've gotten back? Oh, wait, they have not gotten back. That's right. They haven't. Because, sadly, leftists now are not liberals. I refuse to call them liberals anymore. They're illiberals. They won't talk these things through. They don't believe in freedom of speech. I enjoy having a conversation with a classic liberal. Whether we agree or we disagree, because you know what? We can both get our points out there. And maybe I can learn something from somebody that I disagree with. And who knows? Maybe that person will present such a good argument, will present such good facts, that they have the opportunity to change my opinion. Right? That's the importance of liberal thought. That's the importance of our public square. But when you shut that off, whether you agree with that form of speech, whether you agree with the ideas expressed or whether you don't, and you try to prevent facts from getting out to the American people and you utilize the full power of the federal government to do that, to protect yourself, to protect your son, and to not let the American people know what you may have sold out, how much money you may have actually profited. From this, that's treason, my friends. That's treason. So I want to thank our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, for alerting to me to this this morning. I guess we got to give him a title for producer as well and news director. and every, He's kind of everything on this station. And I want to thank Judge Weinberg as well. And I want to urge everybody to watch Devin Archer's testimony tomorrow in front of Congress. It's scheduled for tomorrow. I really hope he goes through with this. I hope he's not intimidated to, because I know, I'm sure, he is getting threats. I've heard he's gotten threats on this. And actually, Mr. Archer's counsel, I want to read one thing before we close out and go into our next segment, which is going to be 
a big investigation going on here in WABC. We're actually, it's, it's too big for one person to even cover, so I'm going to call in my producer Kevin on all this. But before we get into that, I want to read Devin Archer's lawyer's response to the government asking the Southern District of New York to imprison Archer so that way he can't speak to Congress. Quote, Mr. Archer believes it is premature to set a report date in light of his anticipated continuing appeal, as well as the newly discovered sentencing error that the government has now conceded. Counsel for Mr. Archer will put in a response to the government's request by Wednesday. And by the way, it's not just me saying obstruction of justice. As I was going through the very end of this, I realized that there's somebody who maybe has even a little more cachet than I do. James Comer. That's right. James Comer, who has the guts to go after this, who has the guts to be able to go and look at this family and look at how they sold out the United States of America. And he said, simply, this is obstruction of justice. I believe this is another violation of the law. Well, that's exactly what it is, ladies and gentlemen. 